Hey, and welcome to the Rally Podcast. We're stoked that you're here. We hope that this would be a tool to help you pursue the presence of God, people, and the ways of Jesus. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy. Hey, everyone. Well, welcome to our next conversation of our Rally Roundtables. Uh, we are here with two, two of my great friends. We've got Glenn Batson, our Rally Pastor in Clemson, and Cody Wright. And man, we're, we're going to hear an amazing story from Cody today just around cities. And we are in downtown Greenville, so you might hear some car horns. You might hear some crazy noises. Who knows? But we are in a city because today we're going to be talking about why do cities matter. Um, and we really want you to capture a heart for, for your city and what God wants to do through that. So we're about to dive into this conversation but before we do, I want Glenn uh, for you to just take a moment and set a framework around why do cities matter, and then let's dive into the conversation. Yeah, so uh, throughout Scripture, there's really a um, kind of a, a biblical theme that uh, God has a heart for cities. God, God is passionate about cities, and we see this uh, really in, in the beginning in Genesis 1, uh, where God is, is, is in the creation story. He's created the heavens and the earth, and on the sixth day, uh, he's created man. He creates Adam and Eve. And I want to read this verse. It's Genesis 1, verse 27 through 28. This is what it says. It says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heaven and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And so people way smarter than us call this verse the cultural mandate. And what that means is basically God is, is giving a, jo a job description to Adam and Eve. He's giving a job description to humanity that they are to go into the world, into cities, and bring the kingdom of heaven with them. The problem is Genesis 3 happens, Adam and Eve sin, uh, and instead of cities looking more like the Garden of Eden where there's, you know, there's the presence of God, there's the, the, the beauty of God, the glory of God, there's generosity, it's a, it's a perfect um, place where the presence of God dwells amongst man. Instead of cities looking like that, because of sin, uh, cities are broken. They're, they're run with uh, crime. They're filled with poverty. They're, they're sinful places. Uh, but the good news comes in is if you're a born-again believer, uh, follower of Jesus, you now have the same dominion authority that Adam and Eve had in the garden before the fall. And so our call is, is Christ's followers um, is to bring the, the kingdom of heaven into the cities uh, that we live in. Whether you're in Clemson, Anderson, Hilton Head, Charleston, wherever you are, your job now is to bring dominion, take authority, partner with God in bringing the kingdom of heaven into whatever city you're in. And so, Cody, that's why we're super, super excited that you're here today because yeah, you're awesome. literally, you're doing this in the city of Anderson. Yeah. And so, man, it, just to kind of start us off, uh, I'd love for you, give us like day-to-day, kind of give us a rundown of a schedule, what, what a day-to-day -day schedule yeah. looks like for you in the city of Anderson. Yeah, so I, I get the opportunity to work for this awesome organization in Anderson uh, called The Lot Project. And it's funny because we're actually always trying to put proper words to what we're doing. But as far as day-to-day -day and what I get to be a part of, man, we, we get to love on just really vulnerable people groups in our city. So there's a lot of homeless, a lot of low-income families, um, a lot of people who are addicts, in and out of shelters, uh, just really, really vulnerable people. Um, so a lot of my time is spent, you know, the practical day-to-day. -day. I'm coordinating people who want to volunteer, figuring out who in the city wants to be a part of it. So I'm reaching out to businesses and restaurants. Hey, do you want to provide a meal? Do you want to come meet some of my friends? Um, so, so doing that stuff. But really, um, what I'm after is relationships with the broken and the people that I would never usually bump shoulders with or 
rub elbows with, yeah. um, finding ways to build relationships with them and get to know them and uh, speak God-given identity to them. And you're right there in downtown Anderson. We right? are, yep. It's amazing. Yep. I think a cool thing that we've been talking about is um, this beautiful idea of we want to see cities change and you, you are living this in your day in, day out, like you're committed to seeing a city look different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the beautiful thing is God, God has callings and things for all of us in life to whether maybe someone watching this has a desire to become a doctor or a business owner or a yeah. school teacher or whatever. But ultimately, collectively, we can see cities look differently. And so I'd love to ask, for, ask you, I'm sure it hasn't always looked like this, that, that you've been mm-hmm. living this, this yeah. life. I'd love to kind of rewind the clock a little bit and give us an insight of why do you care about cities mm-hmm. and why are you doing what you're doing and how has that journey evolved for you over the years? Yeah, for sure. Um, it's definitely evolved. I, for a really long time, thought I wanted to do a bunch of different things. Um, and really, I wasn't, I, all of those things came about without ever asking God what he thought I should do. Um, so just, you know, riding other people's callings, trying to make it my own, trying to find where I could fit. Um, I had I had a one my first defining moment ever was actually in the streets of Uganda, which is crazy. I went um, in 2015 on a mission trip, um, and I was in the streets of Uganda, and I remember just seeing all of this brokenness, like just to can't even put words with it. And I remember being really angry in my heart because I'd heard about all these things that God was, and He was good, and He was faithful, and He was provider. And you've just got you know children who are high and on on gasoline, and you've got people running around without clothes on and little boys without parents. And I remember just literally being so angry. And I heard God speak to me very, very clearly. He said, Cody, I want you to father my children. Mm. Um, And I remember as an 18-year-old, that was a really weird thing because I had no plans to be a father anytime soon of anything. Um, So I came home and just kind of put that away for a while. And um, through a series of events and, and being confused and angry and really working things out, God brought that trip back up to me. And, um, I remember I started volunteering actually at the place that I get to work now. And um, I remember the, very, the defining moment that happened for me was when God gave me his eyes to see the way that I never could. Um, and immediately I knew it was my calling. I was hanging out with a bunch of people that I would never usually hang out with. And I remember Jesus asked me, he was like, what do you see? And I was like, addiction and brokenness and prostitutes yeah. and you know, like just complete brokenness to the finest. And he's like, well, I actually see doctors and lawyers and mm-hmm. talent and beauty, and mothers, and fathers. And he told me this identity that could not be seen on surface level. And he was like, and now I want you to tell them what I see. So for a while, I remember one time walking up to this man who's eating at a soup kitchen, and I'm like, hey man, I think Jesus wants you to know you're really hardworking. And it feels super backwards, but I get that the kingdom of heaven can't come, you know, unless we're having the eyes to see the way that Jesus did. So immediately when I knew that I had the ability to change identity, through Jesus, the same way that he did for me, my heart became very passionate about it. And, and it really came through, um, you asked my heart for it, it came through being able to have the compassion of Jesus for his people. Oh. Yeah. And it's, it's, hard, it's hard to have compassion for people um, if, if we're not having the eyes to see people. Mm-hmm. I think so often in life we get busy that we're just going through our lives. But, but when you pause for a moment and you look and you see people, that compassion was up with you. It's like, I have to do something with this. So Glenn, I'd love to even hear from you, bro, of, of your heart for even with Rally for Young Adults who are leaning in. People from many different cities, why should they care about their city? Yeah, I think the, the easy answer is because Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, like I think as, as Christians, like we have an obligation to, to make cities better. Uh, I just, I am not okay with, a, you know, a city looking more like the world than it does the kingdom of heaven. Like, I'm not okay with that. 
Uh, and Jesus isn't okay with it. And so I just, God, God has lit that flame inside of me and I, and I just have a passion to do anything and everything that I possibly can to, to go and make change in my city. And, and back to, you know, because Jesus cared about it, Jesus had so much compassion on cities. Yeah. You know, like I think about, I think about the story in Jonah. God, God comes to Jonah and says, hey, go to, go to Nineveh and preach to the, to the Ninevites. Nineveh was a wicked city, a terrible city. Um, but God had so much compassion for them. And like you said, he, he didn't see the wickedness. He saw, he, he probably saw the, the, the changed lives and the, and the addicts being you know, free and all those good things. So yeah, I just think, I think Jesus cared about it. Um, I think too, like God has called us to be um, salt of the earth, right? And light of the world. And, and I think about like, what does salt do? It, it, it enhances flavor, you know? And so um, we have a, as cheesy as it sounds, like God is calling us to use our giftings, to use our passions, to enhance the flavor of our, of our yeah, cities. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> to, to be the light of the world. Well, how do, what does light do? It, it dispels darkness. It, it gives people clarity. It brings people peace. And so, man, God cares about cities. He has compassion on cities. I'm not okay with, with cities looking more like, you know, the world than it does the kingdom. And God has called us to be light and he's called us to be salt. And so I just think that we, to answer your question, we have an obligation and we got to run after that. That's awesome. Yeah. What, what, what are you seeing as, as you're going about pursuing these people? Like, what, what are the things that you're seeing God's doing in the world right now? Like, what, what, what are passions that you have in, in seeing a city look different? Yeah, man, that's a great question. And I think it's like, you know, you hear things like change your city, do this for your city, and we always exponentially just make it large. You know, like, oh, well, it has to be huge. It has to, like, hit the media. But really, I think that in every moment we're living in, there's an opportunity to bring kingdom on earth, like wherever we're at, you know? Whether we're in class, whether we're at the grocery store, whether we're at the lot project, whether we're at New Spring Rally, whatever. I, and, like, I got really convicted of that because... I live in this world every day where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm loving, I'm loving homeless people and I'm, I'm teaching them their God-given identity, but my cashier at Publix, you know, like she needs to know right. too. So, so what I realize is that in every moment that I have, there's a chance for kingdom to come to earth yeah. in, in like real life. And it looks like a ton of different things. Like yeah. sometimes it, it like the lady who literally has been on drugs for years and, and has no teeth and sleeps in the street and is the town like, person that you don't go near and looking at her and saying, hey, you're so beautiful today. That's great. And her realizing that there's something beneath the action that she does and what her day-to-day -day that she lives in, there's a more true identity that I get to call to the surface. And she smiles really big because she yeah. realizes that she was created beautifully yeah. in the image of God. Yeah. So sometimes it's that. And then sometimes it's, you know, friends that I've seen who over the course of years and years are finally like, dude, I've been drug free for like six months and I'm like, this is huge. You're living in freedom. And you know where that comes from? From Jesus. So it's on like an individual basis, but I would say that that's just as much bringing kingdom yeah. as watching a billion people get saved at an event, 100%. you know? So there's so many different ways that kingdom can look like, and it really is asking. It's like, hey, what I see here that like Glenn, you were talking about, it's not right. What do you say it looks like? And what is my part in making that happen? Yeah. Can you tell me like, <clears throat> as you're saying that, I'm, I'm thinking about my flesh, our flesh, young adults' flesh does not naturally want to go up to the lady who's, you know, on the side of the road. For sure. No teeth, yeah. pro probably on drugs, you know, whatever, and, and speak that over her. What has that process been like for you? Was that something that was easy for you to do? Was that something that, yeah. like, came natural? Or was that something you had to get yeah. better at? Because yeah. like, part of 
you know, yeah. changing cities is pursuing these broken people in the city. So like, wh how did that, how did that happen for you? Yeah. And it's funny because like all that stuff really sounds fun until Jesus is like, until okay, you do it. Going you know? it. You're like, Lord, we, like set my heart on fire. Me like, and Josh joke about it all the time. We, we, we want, we tell God, send us, like we'll do whatever. And then he says, okay, go pray for the, the homeless. It's like, ah, that's not God. I got to yeah. go. So, I remember yeah. like the first time my wife and I went on a date, it was the same. I remember one time I was like, we should go like, pray for this man, and she's like, which one? And I'm like, you know, the man over there. And it's, it's just weird, and it's yeah. still weird. So to answer your question, you know, I think that um, you, have to, you, you have to have friendship with the Holy Spirit, first and foremost, you know? Like God literally gave, he became one with us so that we could live and be like him, and, and no, you're like, Cody on his own would never have the, the faith, the boldness, the, yeah, but, but I'm just like my creator, and I'm just like Jesus, and I recognize that. Um, so when I do it, I do it in his name and his power, and it gives me the ability to do that. I also think specifically, um, and this is a message for anything you're doing in your city, is it just takes a long time. Like, I think about how long I had to show up and share dinner twice a week with some of my friends now that didn't give a rip about what I had to say about anything. It's good, man. But after a year of coming back, it's like, no, no, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I'm not your guy here that's here to beat you on the head with the Bible and tell you to get off drugs. Like, I want a relationship. Mm. Because one of the realities of the kingdom is that it's a family. And when you have the equity with family, with people that you would never be family with before, you now have the equity and relationship to speak truths of God. That's great. You know, but otherwise you look like a stranger who's coming up and you have a, a word from the Lord and it very well may be from the Lord, but coming outside of context of relationship with you as a brother in the kingdom, whether you know you're in the kingdom or not, whether you know Jesus or not, you know, we now have equity and friendship. So I'm allowed to, to do these things. Yeah. Um, but there is that initial reaction of going up and meeting. Like, you know, some of these, the long-term change happens over time in relationship, but initially going and, and meeting someone it has to happen through the Holy Spirit and yeah. boldness with the Holy Spirit. And I love what you said too. Like it takes time. Yeah. I don't think, young, we don't want to hear that. No, we want the quick good. change, sure. but it's like to For see sure. a city change, to see the people of a city change, it's going to take time. It's going to take relationship. It's going to take people realizing like, hey, this dude treats me as we're family. This is, yeah. He's not just a project to me. Exactly <clears> that. And, and there's so many people like, it's like, and the church has honestly just done a horrible job at this. Like, we come into the worst places possible. We overpromise with things we can never, ever deliver. We give things that we don't even know if they need it or not. Yeah. But we really have the right heart behind it. But really, you know, changing your city, you have to be invested in your city. And you yeah. have to, like, want to be in your city. You know, and, and there's a place for mission trips. And there are those who are called and you need to go and God tells you to go. Yeah. But there's, hey God, I don't want to be waiting on my next mission trip to do your work. Yeah. Yeah. So who's my neighbor that Beautiful. you want me to love? Yeah. You know? And I, I think something that's so pivotal about what you just said is, is that we don't just have to go to Africa to go have, have mission. Like we can experience it in our day in the city that we're in. And yes, we're going to do those things because God's called us to go. But in the same respect is we have to love the people around us. Yeah. And I think in this demographic of 18 to 25 year old, this, this is a day and age where it's trying to, you're trying to figure out what am I doing in the future and what, how am I going to live my life? And maybe I don't, I'm just going to move to a city to go to yeah. a college, but I'm not really that invested. But I think there's something pivotal to understand is like God's placed you where you are for a reason. And, and we have to be invested in making that city better. 
that, that crime rates should drop, poverty should eradicate, that we should be invested because we're ultimately following Jesus. So therefore we're pursuing Jesus in seeing a city change. Um, so let's, let's talk about practicalities in doing that. Like how, how would you, if you were to sit down with someone who's like, okay, I've moved to college, I'm trying to study, I'm trying to work a job, I'm trying to just figure out life, I've got a girlfriend, like help me understand how can I be invested in my city? Like what would you guys say to some people in, in, in that, that realm of thought? Yeah, <clears throat> I know we were talking about this earlier. Um, I think, and, and kind of on the same train of thought of, you know, feeling this need to go to be a missionary in Africa or go do these big grand things. And some people are called to that. But to answer your question, like, <clears throat> I, think, I, think, I think young adults need to get alone with God, get out a pen and a journal and say, God, what breaks my heart? What have you put inside of me that breaks my heart, that's, that's in this city that is literally breaking my heart? Um, and whatever that thing is, write it down and figure out, figure out a way to go pursue that thing. Like for me, the thing that breaks my heart is people who don't understand their identity as, as sons and daughters of God. Anyone who's spent any time with me, who's been discipled by me or, or, or you know, spent any time with me, they know that I'm going to talk about identity. I'm going to talk about what it means to be a son, what it means to be a daughter. And that, that is the thing that God has burdened me with. That is the thing that God has just like broken my heart for because Matter of, like that's where I was. I was I didn't understand my identity. I, I, I tried to please God in everything I did, and and I was lost. And so God has has used that to be the one thing that's like, hey, in, in Clemson, South Carolina, that's where God has placed me right now. One of the main things He's called me to do is help teach people what it means to walk in their identity. And because of that, man, that's a small thing, but it's going to make the city. It's going to make the people of the city. It's going to make the the city of Clemson better over time. Like you said, it's not going to happen in a year or two. It's going to happen over time, but. But yeah, I think you just need to get alone with God. Ask him, hey, what it is, what, what have you put in me that's, that breaks my heart? And, and just go after it. Mm. What about you, Cody? Yeah, I think in practicality, like you also, there's just a lack of knowledge of like brokenness sometimes. Like, you know, there's some things we see and we're like, well, that's not what the Lord would want. But there's other things like I didn't know homeless people existed in Anderson until I was 17 years old, you know? Um, and I think there may be a lot of things like Either people don't, you know, know necessarily what brokenness there is, or they don't know where to team up and go where efforts are being done towards that. So it's really intimidating to be like, I want to eradicate homelessness on my own. Or I can I can do some research and see what are other ministries that are after the kingdom yeah. and that are that are focused on those things. Cause there's places in every city that do a variety of different, you know, whether it's homeless or sex slave trafficking or, you know, whatever, working with the youth. Um, I think just becoming knowledgeable on what's in your city where you can team up and come up under that. And I say that just because, you know, that was me. I wanted to move to Africa. I was like, this is what I need to do. I learned there was homeless people and I was like, well, where do I start? Found this organization where it's, it's able to, like, you know, hey, you can come share a dinner twice a week with them, like, you know? And that was really the foot in the door for me to be able to understand um, how to nestle in and, and do this effectively. Can you, can you tell us, like, Going off of what I said of, you know, your heart being broken, what did that look like for you? I know you said you were looking at that group of people yeah. and God spoke that to you, but was that something that, like, growing up as a kid, you had a heart for, for homeless people? Or, like, tell me, yeah. tell me what that looked like for you. Not so much. I really, man, I really don't know why it is what, like, I didn't, like, grow up wanting to do that or going after that, but I think, you know, we are all called for a certain purpose in the kingdom, and we got to be careful not to identify with one thing. It's really easy to try to like make your identity off of what you do, you know? Yeah. But um, I do think that 
you know, God puts, in the same way in cities, you know, if you're thinking about the kingdom as a city, there's governors over certain things. There's leaders that are going to lead over certain efforts and things. Like, you're going to be over this, and you're going to be over this, and you're going to be over this. Um, and I think that God has given us all a special set of gifts and talents and, and like, a specific thing that we're supposed to go after. Um, and I really do think it's just kind of what God made me to do. I've come to the conclusion that he created me for this. Yeah. Um, and, and when you know that, you can really take authority in that yep. and, you know, ride on that. But that's also not to say I'm not tethered to it, you know? Right. Like, who am I? I'm a son of the king. That's good. So my mission here could be done. God could serve papers and be like, hey, it's time to go. Yeah. And, and I, would, I would out and leave, you know? Yeah. But I want to know that I'm doing everything in my city that he's calling me to now before. That's great. That's powerful. That's good, man. That's real good. Yep. I think something that I, I in hearing your story of um, having impact in a city, there's a resounding that you haven't done this alone. Like, you, you, you have people around you, and I think there's something crucial for people to hear in conversations. If we're going to see change in a city, it's not just you by yourself. It's, it's how can I, in the, the body of Christ, see the kingdom come in our cities? And so I would love to speak to that, is how, how can community... Um, play such a factor in, in, in spurring one another on of like challenging, hey, we've got to be invested in this. How can we learn from one another? What have you seen when the body's activated? Yeah. What, what does that look like? Yeah, much more powerful than doing it alone, for sure. Um, man, that's a really good question. Um, I think it's just like the, initially what I think about is, you know, Jesus sent people out in twos. Mm. And, and I think that there really is like the way that, you go and minister, and this guy carries gifts that this guy doesn't. And when the two come together, it's just exponential power. So, I mean, practically, like, what I see day to day is I see there's, there's a certain group of AU students, actually, that come and volunteer on a regular basis, and they are, like, there. No matter what, they're there. And, and that's given them a lot of equity and relationship with some of the people. Um, but it's a lot easier to go have those conversations when you do it with another— yeah. Like, you were talking earlier about how do you approach those people that you've never approached before when you have a friend to go with you. Um, it's a lot easier. And I think, I think, honestly, the answer that I have for that is that's just the way that God intended it for it to be. Yeah. That we would never do it alone. That we would go together as fam family and accomplish His will together. Yeah. Um, tell, tell me this, because I think when, when young adults understand this, it's going to be more of a motivation or, or compel them more to go into their cities and the broken places of cities. Just, man, and you may have a Obviously, we can read the Bible and spend time with Jesus and have this perspective from that. But from being, you know, one-on-one -on -one with these broken people, sh share, share with us, like, what is God's heart? What is King Jesus' heart for the marginalized, yeah. for the drug addict, mm -hmm. for the homeless, for the person that's, you know, sleeping with a blanket in a cardboard box? Like, yeah. wh what, is, what is God's heart for those yeah. people? Yeah. And then let's just create a little bit of just like— yeah. You know, I, I, want, I want young adults to hear this and think, you know what, this, that, this is Jesus' heart, this has got to be my heart, and, I'm, and i and I got to go make a change in yeah. my city. I think his heart for them is the same heart he has for us. Like, think about our stories and how powerful it is. And it is, like, identity. That was my story, too. And I have to remember that, like, the more that I do this, the more I realize that I'm not much different than the friends that I hang out with from the street. Like, you're broken, whether it's yeah. materially, whether it's my relationship it. with my friends, whether it's, it's right, my relationship man. with God, we That's all it. have a poverty, whatever you want to call it. So really, we all know what poverty feels like. And I know that I climbed out of my emotional depression poverty by understanding who I was as a son of the king. Yeah. So really, it's, it's the same thing. He wants them to know that they belong in the family too. 
Man, it's so funny on the way over here. I, I wanted to ask you that question, and and, my, and I was playing out the answer in my mind, and that's what I said. I was like, yeah. we got to understand that we're all on the same we're on the same playing field. Yeah. Right. It may look different. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're all broken. We're all in yeah. desperate need of Jesus, yeah. and I, you hit the nail on the head. And, with and that, the man. thing about the thing about family too is that like. I have something to offer, but I also have a blessing to receive from my friends. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I walk away blessed every time. Yeah. And like I'm not, it's not just like the humble card of like, oh, it blesses me more than it blesses oh, you. Yeah, it it's does. like, no, no, no. And there are people like, man, there are other people, there are people in those circumstances. There's kingdom family out there to meet right. that that's life just looks different than yours. Like one of the ladies that is the most in love with Jesus that I've ever met, her name is Sandy. And she literally sleeps under a porch. Um and gets rained on and is in a wheelchair. And this lady, if I could have the heart for Jesus that she has for Jesus. So I see her every week and I don't know that Sandy, need, I'm like, hey, do you need a place to stay? Do you need, but beyond that, yeah. I know she knows who she is yeah, and she loves the Lord. So there's, there's other kingdom family to meet that is different than us. Yeah. And the kingdom is very diverse. Yeah. So I think that part of going out in your city and loving your city is just like meeting the other family members. Yeah. And it was like I was saying, is, is if you find that one thing that your heart is broken for and you pursue it, not only is it going to give you so much life, but like you said, it's going to bring you so much joy, just like getting to meet other people and getting to serve them. And so that's awesome, bro. I'm encouraged by you. I, I, I really am. Yeah. It, it's stirring my faith as well. Because I think something in that when you're pursuing the people around you and seeing literally, because how often in life are we just busy that we're just going and doing our thing that we, we don't get to sit and be blessed by the people around us and meet new people or, or yeah. I'm comfortable in this group of people so let me go be with, be with this group of yeah. people. And yeah. I think there's something beautiful too that let, let, me, let me see humanity and, and see the beautifulness of, of God's creation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I'd love to take the conversation to, to around the lines of um, whatever, the, the dreams that, people have, that God has birthed within some people. May, maybe there's someone who's leaning into this conversation. It's mm-hmm. like, man, I have this dream that I want to be a school teacher or, or I want to be a doctor or I want to start a business. And I think we need all of that because what will the world look like when people live with the kingdom mentality of like, I want to see God's kingdom come through this sector um, of society. And so I'd love to hear from you guys of what will be your encouragement to people with the dreams that they have in their heart and how can they use it, use it for the glory of God? You go ahead, oh, I got take it. it away. That's a great question. That is a great question. Um, yeah, I, I would just encourage young adults with <clears throat> your job, like I said, the cultural mandate, Gen- Genesis 1, 27, 20, it's to bring the kingdom wherever you go. I, this is a perfect example. Holy Spirit, thank you for, for revealing this. I, I had a baby two weeks ago, <clears throat> and um, I was absolutely blown away by the nurses that Amazing. took care of us. Heroes. I legit, like I prayed over them. I was, I probably got on the nerves of how many times I thanked them because I was like, you, y'all are amazing. Y'all are serving like Jesus. And, and two, two of them I know were, were followers of Jesus. And I just said, hey, you are bringing the kingdom of heaven in this emergency room while I'm having my child. And it's making the city of Greenville better, right? It's a little thing over time. It's like you said, it happens over time. But I was just blown away of like, man, these nurses working at Patewood Greenville Hospital are, are, are using their gifts, using their passions, they're using it in a God, God-honoring way, and the kingdom of heaven is, is being brought. And so 
You don't have to be in vocational ministry. You don't have to be, you know, on the streets working with homeless people. You can be a nurse. You can be a plumber. You can be, you know, in sales. Whatever it is, you can have a kingdom impact wherever you are, and it will make the city you're in better. It's going to take time. It may be a process, but it's worth it. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I think you said it perfect. And I just always go back to Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, do it with excellence, as if you're working to God and not to men. Mm -hmm. And I really just believe that as children of God, we should be the best of the best of what, in whatever we do. We should have the kindest hearts. We should be the most generous. We should be the most successful. Because like, you know, a lot of times we think about it, like there's a, like, we, we forget what like kingdom means. We're like, oh, well, like it's coming one day. Like one day the kingdom's gonna be here. But like there's glimpses of it and there's pieces of it that he wants to bring down. So we should be like, like Josh, you said earlier, like, man, why is this business launching so fast in like three months? Like, what is this? Yeah. And then like CEO gets up there and he's like, well, I got on my face and I asked the Lord what he wanted it to be. Yeah. And he completely did it because he built his kingdom on your business yeah. because he saw that you were faithful. You know, like he, he saw that you were willing and you were open and you're a son of God. So I'm going to establish my kingdom here on this business yeah. because that's, that's what he wants to do. So man, I think, a lot, honestly, I think a lot of the times the reason we're not seeing kingdom like we want to is because there's not people who are like, people don't understand that whenever we're ready, he's ready. Yeah. Like we're not waiting on God, he's waiting on us. Great. You know, like he's ready to bring kingdom tomorrow, mm-hmm. but we don't fully understand what that means. Yeah. So we do everything with a little bit of like security and like, yeah. okay, well maybe like that's a little too far out there. When God wants to call us to really bold things because he wants to bless it and literally people are gonna start yeah. Raising their, like raising their hands, like, why is this? And why is this? And That's like, great. you know, that hospital. And, and I'll say this too. I have a lot of conversations with young adults that <clears throat> they want to make a big change for God. They want to have an impact in their cities, but they're discouraged because they're not in vocational ministry. Yeah. And let me just say this for the record. Let, it, let, them, you, let them know. I, honestly, there's times where I'm like, God, I wish I was in secular world making <laughs> an impact in the kingdom. Uh, just being honest, like this is the calling God has on my life. And I'm super thankful for it. I love it but you can have a greater impact potentially in the secular world, being a nurse, being a salesman, whatever. Don't think that you are um, second class or, 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 or in the you know, JV if you're not in vocational ministry. If you are a, a doctor or whatever it may be, you can bring the kingdom just as good, if not more, yep. in whatever city you're in. And so I just wanna encourage young adults with that because I have too many conversations where young adults are just discouraged by that. And I think I would encourage people is like, are you available? I think, what, ask the question, what is in my hands? Like, what does my day-to-day life look like right now? And say, I'm giving this to you, God. Whether it's walking around a college campus or whether it's going to a part-time job at Chick-fil-A or whether it's I'm starting my entry-level career as, as a young professional, whatever it may be, my life, God, I give to you. So would you speak to me in these moments? And it might be having an interact, interaction with a waitress or it might be having interaction with someone down at Walmart or whatever it may be. Would we be people who are giving out our everyday moments to God and through that, because I think something we've, the tone of this conversation has been is yes, we want to see cities change, but that is a big concept. Yeah. And it has to start small. Yeah. And when there's a lot of small, when, when you're playing your part and I'm playing my part and Glenn, and collectively That's how the body starts up. moving, we're going to see cities look different. Yeah. Um, and I think, last thing I'll say is, I think young adults could hear this and go, well, yeah, that, you know, that's great for Cody. He, you know, he's called to work with the homeless. Yeah. That, their pastor, like, great. It's like, no, again, you have a priority, a calling as believers, as little Christ, Christ followers, 
to go into your city and to do these things. Yeah. And so let's not, young adults, rally. Mm-hmm. Let's not watch this and think, you know, that sounds yeah. good, great podcast. No, let go ask God what it is he's calling you to do in, in your city. Man, and literally just what came to my mind, this is just funny because like I'm thinking about this. Imagine if the state of South Carolina, every believer did the practical thing that God asked him to do for a week. We would make the news yeah. because just things that have never happened before would be happening in South Carolina. And it would literally just be like the way that we love one, like for a week, just yeah. did all the practical things that God said, yeah. you know? And, and the vocational thing, I, I couldn't, I, I echo that because I think about, man, I get so convicted because I work with homeless and like I get paid to do it. So it's like, oh, well, there's my ministry. And then like I'm in the grocery and, and God's like, hey, like pay for her groceries. And I'm like, this is weird. Like, I don't want to freak her out. I don't want to, yeah. you know? And it's like, you know the days where you go to class or to the grocery store and you're like, all right, Lord, what do you want to do? Anything, I'm available. Um, and versus the days when I'm like, all right, I'm going to get in here. I'm going to throw my mask on. I'm going to run in and I'm going to yeah. run out. Yeah. You know, like you, it's literally a shift. It's the renewing of your mind, yeah. you know, to see it differently. Um, and, and it's crazy how like wild the adventure can be when in every setting you're like, what do you want? Yep. Yeah. You know? And it's those, those beautiful, simple prayers of, of God. Today, would you, would you speak to me and would I, would I obey? And, yeah. and, and I would encourage anyone listening to this is simply pray, God, would, would you break my heart for what breaks yours? Would, would you give me a heart for your city um, and, and, and help me to obey and to act? Um, so. I, I got a quick, can I share a quick yeah, story? I just thought of this. There was one morning I was, I was, you know, in my quiet time, reading my Bible, whatever, spend time with God. And um, I was reading through Acts and these apostles are just going rogue in the city, making, you know, all this kingdom impact. And I can remember getting done reading. I was like, God, I want to make an impact in Clemson. Like, I want to do big things for you. Use me, you know. And it was, I was still in school and it was during Christmas break. So not many students were here. And after my quiet time, I went to the gym to go work out. And I'm working out and there's no one there. Well, there was, um, there was this, there was this Indian guy working. He was cleaning, he was cleaning weights. He worked at Fike where I work out. And God said, you said you want to make an impact in your city. Go talk, go talk to that guy and go, go share the gospel with him. And, and the whole point I'm making is like, it's those little prayers of like, be careful what you wish for because God will, God will do it, yeah. right? Like you tell God you want to make an impact in your city and you want to be used in the grocery store at the gym or whatever. Well, get ready because yeah. it, it'll happen. Because in that good. moment, I was like, oh my gosh. Like yeah. I just prayed for this and this opportunity has presented itself and I got to share the gospel with, with that man and you know, I don't know exactly what happened, but it was it was an opportunity to shed light, to be salt of the earth in my city. Awesome. And we get that opportunity every day. We, we, got, we, got, to, we got to do it. Yeah. Uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna about to bring our time to a close. So Cody, I would just love, love to hear from you. Uh, are there any last thoughts, burning things you wanna say, any encouragements as, as we bring our time to a close? Such a broad question. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I wanna, no, wanna man. do whatever we think. I, uh, no, 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 I, I definitely think, um, I just like really, I thought about the whole time that Jesus walked the earth, he, he preached that the kingdom was at hand. And that was 2000 years ago, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so this is something that never goes out of date. You know, like, like we're, heaven is aching to collide with earth. I love the verse in Romans that says, um, creation groans with eager anticipation, waiting for the children of God to take their place. And I literally just think about creation, like the ocean and the trees and the mountains and just all the brokenness just wailing. Like, would you please just take your place so the restoration can happen, yeah. Yeah. you know? So creation's waiting, you know, and it is on us. Um, so man, I just think about it, you know, it's, it's today, so. It's beautiful. It's great. Well, 
We're thankful for you, man. Hey, thank man, you for seriously, time. thank you thank so you. much. I'm yeah. encouraged. I hope young adults are as well. Yeah, man. No. It's amazing what you're doing. Thank you. Well, thank you. I, I would love, as we finish, would you would you mind just pray, praying for young adults who are lent into this conversation and yeah. the heart for cities and that we would see God move? Absolutely. Yeah, Father, we love you. Thank you that you're a, you're a good God. Yeah. You're a father and you are a king. Um, and you are establishing a kingdom and you've done it in various cities all across the world. And God, we just thank you that you use us to accomplish your purposes. There's so much joy getting to be a part of your, of your kingdom and your will here on earth. Lord, I just pray right now that you would just bring so much peace uh, to all of us, to the, to the young adults listening, to us right now, um, that God, the pressure would be off. We don't need to hear things like this and feel pressure to perform. Right. We don't feel like we have to strive. We don't need to feel like we have to make results. Um, but Lord, like when you created us, you did it where there's an identity for us to step into and there's a calling to walk into um, so God, I just pray that we would be patient with ourselves as we figure that out, that we wouldn't feel just pressured or like, you know, we have to execute, but God, that we would be patient in learning and stepping into what you have for us because you're patient with us. Um, so there's so much grace when it comes to all of this, changing our cities, loving our cities. There's so much grace. Um, but God, I also ask that you would ignite flames in hearts. Yeah. Um, God, if there's just been, you know, people who are, are, are listening right now, and uh, there's something that's just been coming up repetitively or something that um, they've been just constantly thinking over and over and over. If this is a confirmation that they need to do that thing, let this be the confirmation, Lord. Um, we just ask that your will would be done and your kingdom would come just like you. Thank you for this time. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, brother. Yeah, dude. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Rally Podcast. We hope it encouraged you. We'd love for you to be part of the Rally family. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and YouTube at New Spring Rally so you don't miss a thing.